Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me is my fellow host, Major Death. Unfortunately, our fellow host, Grandmasters and Master Shortcaster, Dragon Rider, is uh, under the weather this week, and she wasn't yes. feeling great, so we wish her a speedy recovery, and she'll be missed this week, but we are here, and the show must go on. So, Mage, do you want to go into last week's poll question? All right, last week's poll question, we asked you, how is your month on ladder, how has your month on ladder gone so far? We had... 40 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And I was watching this poll actually quite intently and 50% of people said about the same as usual, which okay, that that that's reasonable, but I was watching and I saw a lot of people at the start voted worse than usual, but when it all came said and done, we had 25% said better than usual 25 percent said worse than usual so entirely just middle of the road it just kind of depended on your on your luck or or so so uh we had some some great comments uh replies diego centric said the climb to diamond five was smooth but the so smooth that it surprised him but once he got there it's been an absolute grind wombat said struggled to hit legend this month with decks i enjoy played about 100 games in D5 and made no progress, switched to Rogue and then had a 75% win rate. Uh, Blackerat said, better than usual for a change. Uh, bit by bit said, consistently bouncing between 200 and 300. Quite polarizing playing versus Thief Rogue and Weapon Rogue. Mirrors that people claim to be so much fun feel less fun when most solutions become created by. And D-Style said, hit legend for the second time ever. Woo! Also first time top 5,000 legends. So congrats. Congrats. Congrats to D-Style on that. Yeah. So yes, thank you to all of you that voted, as well as those that replied and gave us a little bit more feedback specifically about their climb. And uh, we will have a poll question at the end of this show. Yeah, that was a really interesting poll because it felt really bad for me. And yeah. and then half of the people responded, it's about the same. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I, and I, I do have to do a bit of an addendum here. I was talking about how difficult I felt the ladder was in last week's episode. I picked up Face Hunter uh, the next time I played and over the next few days i went 23 and 5 with face hunter to get to legend getting in at about 1650 or so so uh yeah it 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 was crazy that it felt like such a slug just to get to like diamond 8 or something where i started and then switched to face hunter and had a Probably one of the easiest climbs through Diamond that I've ever had. It just so happened that the matchups weren't completely terrible, and I, I dodged a lot of Maestro Rogue for the most part. Ran into only probably about five Rogues total in those games, and I didn't lose to all of them, which which is great. But uh, 
But yeah, that what a difference a week makes. I feel so much better about the ladder now than I did a week ago. You know, I'm still in the worst than usual. I also got to legend uh, with Face Hunter. Dragon Rider got to legend with Face Hunter. So like we all kind of switched over. And uh-huh. uh, my final boss was Maestro Rogue. And it was just like, eh, well... I'll let him clear, and that's how I beat him. Like, <laughs> he's the yeah. one that's got to trade. I have stuff that goes yeah. face. He has rushers. So, right. um, yeah, it still feels like I don't like playing against weapon rogues, so I'm really looking forward to the 20th. So, uh, okay. We will talk about why in just a minute during the news segment. Exactly. So, first off, we have... Major news, Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard. Holy cow, that was a (laughs) blown away tweet and like seeing like opening up my Twitter and seeing that on like one of the posts. I'm like, I missed something here. Did it? it, Am I reading this right? Like, holy cow. This has got to be like one of the biggest moves I've ever seen. Like. It move like company wise in the in the gaming industry like this is a massive in in uh you know like move a massive acquisition yeah, it, it it the this move transcends just gaming because i was seeing yeah. this like on usa today you know it was in the wall street journal it was uh all over the place the, this is this is huge news and uh definitely Something that I think we're going to be seeing ripples as a result of for for quite some time, but seventy some of the billion dollars, like this is a seventy <laughs> billion dollar close. acquisition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I imagine it was everywhere. Um, yeah, you don't see big corporate moves like this, but once in like you know like ten or fifteen years. So like mm-hmm. this was a big 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 play so the deal is expected to be completed mid 2023 uh bobby kodak will remain ceo of activision blizzard and will report to phil spencer ceo of microsoft gaming the move will make microsoft the world's third largest gaming company microsoft plans to launch activision blizzard's game into their game pass offering so that's i mean that's cool yeah, there, there's been more, uh, you know, speculation that has come out throughout the day that suggests that uh, Bobby Kotick, once the deal is is complete, is going to going to be leaving the company because uh, just because he can, I guess, at that point and get a nice, nice little payday out of it and that sort of thing. But uh, but yeah, this is this is it, it's still I mean. The fact that these two huge companies could, you know, the one could buy the other and make Microsoft still third on the list for gaming companies makes yeah. you think, how, how big is Tencent and how big is, um, I think it's Sony is the is the second, uh, if I if I remember correctly. But yeah, how big are those companies if 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 this kind of merger doesn't even set Microsoft as to being one of the top two? I mean, you have to keep like Tencent owns like Riot, <laughs> so mm. like League of Legends, Legends of Rotera, Valorant, um, 
They own Rockstar. Rockstar is part of Tencent. Like, it is ridiculous how yeah. much stuff Tencent owns. And they've made some... Mm-hmm. They might. Yeah, they're they, making active. They're making acquisitions too. Do they own the Epic Games too? They might own. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So yes, possibly. Yeah. Let me see. I mean, I, I want to look. Uh, ten cents. Uh, yep, is owns a stake in Epic Games along with complete yeah, so owners. They, so, but and they own Riot Games, so they have like. Think about the, like the most popular games. Like that's that's ten cent. <laughs> right, right, right. So crazy, crazy. But yeah, the, the I you know I don't I don't think Game Pass is going to change how like Hearthstone monetizes or anything like that. But it's it's interesting. You've got subscription games like World of Warcraft that could be into Game Pass, and maybe they're. They, you know, that's an alternative way you can do a subscription thing going forward. Or you have games, you know, like Call of Duty and that, that, you know, are going to potentially be available via Game Pass. Or what if, you know, I thought I thought about this at, at lunch. Diablo 4. Yep. Yeah. Day that's one on Game Pass. It's like, yep. holy cow, that would be that would be something. I that would get a lot of people subscribing to Game Pass. That would be a um that would give a spike in in membership. I yeah. I can't imagine anything else the likes have been seemed on like a subscription service, so Right. Who um so next note we have next major patch, which includes standard balance changes coming January twenty fifth. Uh, timeline shared via Hearthstone Twitter account. Tweet reads, The Battlegrounds reveals will lead into the full patch notes on 120 and the patch itself on 125. This patch will include Battlegrounds updates, balance changes for the standard and wild, new mercs, a huge duels update, and more. So, um... Uh, I, I, Hearthstone's looking at you, Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the, yep. the XR tweet? That yeah, was fantastic. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa meme, where you see Momoa in the background coming, you know, creeping up on on Henry Cavill, and and they had like Team Five was Momoa and. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, <laughs> it was. So good. it's pretty safe to say Sorcerer's Apprentice is probably one of the wild changes that's going to occur because uh, she is not in standard right now. I but, I can I can assume that that will be no, reduced by one, no less than one would be my yeah, guess. So, so something like that, I would imagine. But yeah, we are so there's actually a battlegrounds kind of reveal week this week or or several days, 3 days I think it is, uh where they're unveiling a whole bunch of battlegrounds changes um over the course of the next couple of days and then that when that's done, then the full patch notes will be coming out um that'll detail Probably everything that was revealed for Battlegrounds, plus all this other stuff that's coming. And then next Tuesday uh, is when we actually get the patch itself. So 
I know I know there was definitely a bunch of people who were really hoping for something to occur before the 25th but uh, yeah with everything that's coming it, it seemed it seems like they we just have to kind of bide our time for another week um, so that they don't have to try and try if they tried to push something early then this was gonna push back this huge patch for everything else for probably weeks because of you know how development ends up working out and making sure you don't break a whole bunch of things so yeah just have to wait a week now to uh to to get it included in all this other stuff so hopefully you're not completely sick of the meta and, and if you are you definitely can take a couple days here and know you're not missing anything uh so that you're not burned out by the time the 25th comes along. Yeah, it's, you know, you, when you when you see these things come down, you want them right now, but it'll be okay. It, it'll be fine. Yeah. And if you need to, it's a five-day break, and then you get a new meta. So yeah. just keep that in mind. So, And, and it, it's a good time for Battlegrounds. So, um enjoy if you like battlegrounds enjoy the event and just look out for the the changes and see like what's coming to battlegrounds i'm excited about that like i i mm-hmm. probably would be playing i'm around 5500 right now i'm gonna try and get my bg rank up some over the next it, couple days yeah i would think that there's going to be a reset um a rating reset here coming maybe with yeah. this but but i would assume if so. not it, if not with this, probably not too long afterwards, because it's been a while. A while, <laughs> yeah. It hasn't reset since I started playing, and I started playing like in July, June or Jul- July, I think it was um, last year. So it should be interesting. So mm-hmm. battle or the b- b- battlegrounds Blizzard shares stats on. Battle for Alterac Valley event. Uh, more players chose Alliance than Horde, 57 to 43, and improved to 58% uh, post Alterac launch. So beforehand, it was before it came out, before the set came out, 57 to 43, and then it went up to 58. Yeah, they, they ticked up another percent. To fifty-eight percent after the launch, so a pro- presumably a bunch of other people started playing once the new expansion went live, and and probably and more of them picked Alliance than Horde to to kind of further that gap. So that that number by itself was rather surprising to me. I thought it would be closer to fifty-fifty than it was. Um, it's more like almost sixty-forty is is the way it ended up being, which which was which was rather surprising, but go ahead and go through the rest of these bullets. All right, so throughout the event, the general trends were the same across all four regions. More Alliance players than Horde, resulting in about 20 to 25% more honor for the Alliance in each region at any given time. The Americas was the most Alliance favored, while APAC was the region where the uh, Horde was the closest to matching Alliance's numbers. 
The China and the China region was the largest in the terms of players and honors for both factions, followed by EU, Americas, and then APAC. Final honor tally had alliance at over 4.7 billion honor to the Horde's 3.9 billion. Finally, during this event, about 9.9% of players worldwide completed the entire honor track. Woo! So I'm I'm in that ten percent. You 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 did finish the entire. You, that's right. You did finish the entire honor track during during the event. So. Yep. I I was that number. I I was actually a little surprised. I thought that was a, a little higher than I was expecting it to be. But I um, <laughs> I don't play. I guess I don't play quite as much as I used to play when mm-hmm. I was streaming several times a week. So I. Um, I still have um, the last two warlord ranks to get through in order to in order to complete uh, complete the the track that, that quest line. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. it's interesting. Like, I, you know, honestly, when I looked at it, um, when I first saw this come out, I and I said this on the show, I thought the horde card was the the better of the cards, and I figured most players would go, um on the cards but apparently i was wrong and they Mm. either people thought uh vandar was better or that they wanted to be alliance i'm like okay i'm cool with either one of those explanations (laughs) the alliance won and that's all that matters (laughs) (laughs) yes you you were you were partying in the discord and everything it was was great (laughs) Uh, so it's it's good good when the alliance can uh, can pull it out. So, all right. So, no, since Dragon Riders out, um, we don't have any tournament news anyway. So, um, nothing really to report. So, let's move on to the main topic. And you came up with it this week. And uh, what are we what are we going to talk about, Mage? All right. So we know balance changes are coming. They're days away from finding out what they are so as we're recording this we're gonna play a little game i'm calling nerf this and we're gonna talk about it we're gonna go through a list of a whole bunch of cards i think 17 or 18 different cards and we're gonna give our opinion on whether or not the card needs to be nerfed or not or if it if it's going to be nerfed this time Let's let's say let's say that does this card get nerfed with the balance changes that we're getting the notes on on the twentieth, and on the twenty fifth we're getting we're getting the actual balance change. So will this card be ner- one of the cards that gets nerfed? And like I said, we've got a bunch of them. We'll each give you our opinion, and then uh, the poll question for this week we're going to ask you how many of these cards you think are going to get changed as a during this so so that is so that is the main topic we're going to start um we're going to start with mage actually and uh the first card on the list for mage is is one that has been talked about a fair amount it is ignite the uh the, the the fire spell that does two damage and then puts itself right back in your deck so that you basically never have to worry about fatigue nor do you really ever have to worry about damage because it incrementally increases in damage every time you uh 
you cast it as well. Um, two mana, fire spell, yes. Uh, Daring, what do you think? Do you I, think Ignite... I, I think the Ignite will get nerfed, and I have a good idea. My guess would be that it will be nerfed, not the context of the card, but the cost. I believe it will be moved up to three mana. And my reasoning for that is because they're going to try and get rid of some of these free cards. And um, Ignite is free with... Uh, the fire, the zero mana fire spell. I can't remember its name right now. Uh, that that makes your next fire spell cost two less. Hot streak. Hot streak. Yes. So with hot streak, it would cost one, and if you play both encounters flow with it in the deck, it would cost one still. So to get it free, you would need bo- like both encounters flows, and then hit it with the honorable kill on the the mate the. Uh, arcane spell so like i feel like that makes it a lot harder to go off with it because you're always gonna need mana so like that's where i'm thinking it and that makes it a lot less um egregious i would say at that point in time where your first one costs something unless you hit like the perfect storm of uh you know circumstances so sure sure uh, my opinion is, I don't think this card gets nerfed. I th- I think that there are more egregious spells, or should I say cards, in the mage set, uh, that if you touch them, then Ignite isn't as big a deal, and ends up working the way they originally envisioned it, uh, not to, you know hit you in the face for 15 or something at the end of uh, turn 7 because of a certain uh, minion that we might be talking about here momentarily. So I'm inclined to say I I think the card is fine. It's definitely a powerful card, but I don't think it's a card that needs to be nerfed, and I don't think it will be nerfed in this particular uh, round of changes. So. You know, I feel like if you if you nerf Ignite, you don't have to uh, nerf the next couple cards. <laughs> and that's my opinion. See, uh, there, sure, sure. So let's talk about the next card. It is a three-mana spell that has been nerfed once already. It is called Encanter's Flow. Arcane spell reduced the cost of spells in your deck by one. Daring, do you nerf this? I don't nerf this. Like I think I think it's good. I think it's powerful. It's at a point um where it's not too powerful. I feel like the meta has shifted enough that even even with it um being moved like this card doesn't necessarily um cause problems in my eyes if you fix ignite. Either you fix ignite or you fix Encanter Slow and the next card, but I feel like the Ignite is the, like the real trigger for the the feels bad experience because that's usually the card that's getting cycled and hitting you multiple times. So I feel Encanter Slow doesn't need to be hit if Ignite is. I I think the uh, Encanter Slow does need to be nerfed, and I. Think 
I think it is going to get nerfed again with this balance patch. It it just it does it it does too much and I and I and I really think that Team 5 wants to have a have a mage deck that has minions in it. And I think what we've seen since this card has been in standard is the just the over reliance on spells and or or just complete lack of minions that have been in mage decks since this card's been in standard because of how powerful this card is it got nerfed once and it still <laughs> means that yeah you're playing minions now but you're usually only playing one and it and it's the the legendary we're going to be talking about in just a second but i i think you know Yes, you're maybe including multicasters as well, but I think they want more. I I think like ping mage. I think things like big spell mage. I think about those decks that that are good that are could be better. It, it you know eventually maybe because of of the, of what they're what they have access to or the meta around them or whatever. But I feel like we've had enough of just a spell mage deck whether it be before we had the hero card or after we had the hero card i think we need to make encanters flow four mana we we've seen the uh mithril rod get nerfed twice i think encanters flow is going to get nerfed twice for basically the same reason because it's just too good doing the job that you want it to do which is make a lot of cards cost a lot less all right, next one is Mozaki Master Duelist. Yeah, and this is this is the one that like people feel bad. Like this is like the real the one that people seem to like flock to as it is the card that kind of is the setup. Like it it's the the one that allows the the OTKs. But I, I'm again. I'm of the mind that this becomes a whole lot less of a problem if your ignites start costing more mana. Um, and like, I don't know what you do with Mozaki, and I don't know what you do with Encanter's Flow because I feel like if you put Encanter's Flow to, to to four, no one's gonna play it. You're killing the card, and like, um. But I could be wrong on that, and it could still be, like, still be a feasible card. Like, you could up Mozaki to six, and maybe it's still a good card. It's just, I don't, like, I look at the HS replay, you know, and Mage, you know, Mozaki Mage isn't doing great. But that could be due to the fact that Rogue is everywhere, and, like, Weapon Rogue has, like, an 80% win rate against it. So, like... Okay, is Mozaki Mage a problem? I I just don't know what you do with Mozaki. And I don't like losing to Mozaki. It feels bad. But taking my personal preference out of it, like, I don't think it needs nerfed. And, like, I don't think it should be nerfed if you hit Ignite. If you don't hit Ignite, then yes, this card needs to be nerfed. So, like, I have mixed feelings about these three cards like something needs to happen here i agree one million percent here something needs to happen but i don't know if mozaki and canners is where it needs to happen 
It definitely needs to be miscalculated characters, in my opinion. This card is yeah, just it, the this is the Ilganoth of Mozaki Mage. That is the kind of nerf that this card needs. It needs to get blown out of the water. Ilganoth went from four mana to six mana, and it still ended up seeing play. I think this needs that level of nerf. It needs to go from five mana to at least seven mana. And probably, if you don't touch Encanter's Flow, it probably needs to be eight or nine mana then. Because the spells that you go through don't cost anything. You need this... Right now, Right now, this can happen about as early as turn seven and it needs to happen that otk needs to be able to happen a lot later and and i feel like part of the problem with just dealing with ignite is you still end up having the issue where you are drawing through your entire deck the turn you play mozaki because the amount of spell damage that you add ends up allowing you to basically draw your entire deck uh with cram session and so yes you you you'd have to figure out a way to i guess keep getting the the ignites but i feel like there is um a way that you could potentially do that even even without um even without the initial draw there so i i just i want to i want to make sure that i guess if you're going to do an otk you have to have it to me if you're doing otks i think you have to it has to be as around turn 10 just to give your your opponents legitimately time to come up with ways in which to counter said otk and I think being able to do it pretty consistently on turn seven or turn eight um, is too soon. And and I think that's they they've kind of shown in the past that that's the case because they've they've nerfed things like Ilganoth. So I think that's why this card needs to get nerfed as well. Yeah, and you mentioned something. We don't have to really go into it, but I heard some speculation on cram session as well. Um, yes, that that that's not necessarily was going to be on the list, but if, if you want if you want to tackle that real quick, by all yeah. means, go for it. I feel like I feel like cram session pro like where I see the problem with mage is the free cards, and that's two cost spells or less. So and like cram session being a notorious offender, especially at the end with zero mana. Like, being able to draw, like, five cards off of, like, Mozaki um, being zero mana, I feel like if you knock that, uh, another thing up to three, it, all of a sudden it starts costing mana, and then your ability to do things goes down. Like, the ability to OTK on turn seven goes down. So that's kind of, I feel like... Ignite and Cram Session would be a good pair of nerfs, personally. I mean, if Cram Session goes to three man, I I think it, that nukes it from orbit and never sees play because I don't play a. Th you barely want to play uh, Arcane Intellect, and that's 
all the time draw two cards for three mana you you'd have to ensure that you're getting multiple draws uh off of cram session and and like paying three mana to draw one would be terrible and and so you'd have to get a bunch of spell damage for that to even be worth it and and i just yeah i i don't i don't think that's the route but yeah i mean that definitely helps the uh the otk mage be as powerful it is so it 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 definitely could be considered well, I think right. we're I think we're gonna be in much more agreement on this next one. <laughs> uh, we are going to switch tracks. We're gonna switch to the big bad of the current meta, which is Rogue. And I feel like the place we need to start is probably uh, the minion that it's now found its way into pretty much every Rogue deck, which is the Wild Pawn Knoll. Yes, nerf it. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the, case, yeah. I was gonna say, in case you've been living under a rock and do not remember what a wild paw knoll is, that is the five mana four or five with rush that says cost one less for each card you've added to your hand from another class. I th- I think you're saying you would nerf this, right? Yes, man? yes, yes, one hundred percent. This is something that needs to be nerfed. Oh so oh so hard. It is just the the fact I I think one of the things that kills it for me is the the way that secret passage interacts with Wild Paw No and Maestra. Like the fact that you can play it on turn one and you remain that other class until you play a card from your hand or rogue or, or the end of your turn. That adds four four more cards to your hands that are from another class. So essentially, you could have multiple four fives with rush for free on turn two. You could even have them on turn one. It's <laughs> I've seen it. It yeah, sucks. It's Play really it. silly. So, ah, uh, yeah, Wild Paul Noel needs. Uh, uh, not a soft touch, but a a big heavy hammer touch. So, I would tell you a week ago we talked about Wild Pondol, and and I and I think I even said during that episode that we should nerf this card. Um, Brian Kibler released a video today talking about talking about the current meta talking about rogue stone as he called it and, and he made some compelling arguments for for what need to be done in the current meta and one of the things that he said was that wild palm knoll doesn't really need to be nerfed and and his his rationale for it and and where i think i'm agreeing with him is there needs to be a a reason to play thief rogue there needs to be a reason to there needs to be a payoff for for generating a a bunch of cards from another from another class what he thinks needs to be done and where i think i'm now at is the wild pawn knoll interaction with maestra needs to change and the way maestra works with regards to traded cards needs to change in that if you trade a card that should be the equivalent to you playing a card 
and you should drop out of your your, your you should be unmasked that at that point. That would mean if you did that, then suddenly the Wampon Knoll does not get to be free, uh, based on on um, on just say, you know, trading on one, trading on two, and then you know because you, you drew also two rogue cards the first two turns, you don't you don't get a one mana you don't get a one mana or potentially free Wampon Knoll on turn two. I, I I think that's where I'm at on this. I th- I think it's a good idea. I th- I definitely intuitively thought that it didn't work that way when I Me initially too. saw this, and then and then you see it, and then once you see it, the game just completely changes playing this card and Maestra and that, and so that's that's how I think this should change. So I right now don't think Noel should change. I would want to try that approach first. Before I would want to nerf Wild Pawn Knoll. So that is, I have definitely changed my opinion in the last week. And it was because Brian Kibler made a really good argument for why that needed to change. So I, I'm one, I, I like that idea. I am 100% on board with, and that's where my problem has been. It's been the Maestra interaction. If yeah. Wild Pawn Knoll acts the way it does when you have to, you know, play Swashburglers and Wand Thieves and Reconnaissance. Reconnaissance, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, or Yoink, or, you know, like something, or one of the other cards that adds stuff to your hand from, mm-hmm. you know, one of the Burgle cards. Like, right. if that's if that's the way that that works, then yes, I'm all for it not being touched. Yeah, but the the reason why I want it nerfed and I think it'll be nerfed is I don't know that they're going to go into and update that interaction. So I would per I would prefer Thief Rove to to be its own thing and the the Wild Pod to be um working as maybe, I, I, but I don't know if that's how it they intended it to work or if it's working as intended. So that's really the question, but that would be a, and I thought about that before you'd mentioned that and I didn't have a chance to, you know, it, that was my initial impression. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why that, and that's why I made that post. Yeah. We, we talked about it last week where I was like, I don't like that, that interaction. I still don't like that interaction. Like it's just an interaction that's really good. So yeah. it's worth knowing how it works and playing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Let's let's move on. Cloak of Shadows. That is the three mana spell that uh, that makes you stealth for a uh, give your hero stealth for one turn. Three mana shadow spell. Um. Yeah, I mean, you used to pay nine mana for it for one turn of it. With uh, the old Valera hero. And this costs three. The only thing you don't get is armor and the hero power. The the shadow card every turn. Um, yeah, this is really, really, really good. And it's problematic with the style 
of deck that Rogue is bringing, especially with the Weapon Rogue, mm-hmm. it enables the Weapon Rogue to just ignore everything. Go stealth, go stealth, disappear your board, and kill you. I I just I just think this card is this card's a problem and it's one of those interactive interactivity problems that like it just feels bad. I feel like it they're does. going to nerf it. I don't know how or what the answer is. I'm not sure. I just don't even think this card was a a good idea. We got rid of ice block. <laughs> right. We got rid of right. ice block. They got rid uh-huh. of ice block and like we don't like cards like this. So here's a card like this. It's technically not like this because, you know, like that you can still do damage with things of like, you know, the cannons or Mask of Cthulhu and stuff like that. So you can still technically kill through it with like three specific things. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it feels like ice block. Yeah. Yeah. Non-targeting things that can hit the opposing hero can still hit the hero in stealth, but it's not. So it's not. It's not quite as good as ice block. It's not quite as good as timeout. Does that mean this card is still broken and needs to be nerfed? Yes. Yes, it, it is. Still needs yeah. to be. It still needs to be nerfed. This card does need to be nerfed. I I do believe so. I think I think it because of preparation because of the fact that you can reduce um the cost of it uh with the trading of the weapon um, preparation different yeah yeah all be because it 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 just it feels bad to play against it i think you need to make it really expensive because because it basically is buying you an extra turn i'm thinking like it doesn't go up to four. It needs to go up to like five if you're yeah. going to do this. Yeah. And, and and so I I want to see this uh, nuked from orbit because the other thing is, is like, and yes, this is kind of a thing that's right now with Rogue. They can draw a lot of cards and they can get through their deck very quickly. And I, I feel like Rogue has always been able to do that in relative compared to other classes quite, quite well. Maybe they're not going to be able to after the next rotation. I'm, I'm I don't know exactly, but I I think this is this this is still going to be feel bad to play against uh, as long as it's three mana. Even though it's the same cost as Ice Block, it's the same cost as Timeout was. It it still feels that bad, and it still needs to cost more. So I I would I would definitely nerf this if I was Team Five uh, with this next balance change. Let's yeah. move on to the weapon, Swine Tusk Shank. Would you nerf it? This is hard. Um, like because I don't want to say Rogue shouldn't have different archetypes, and that they shouldn't have powerful cards. Um, and I'm not even sure. Like them making a giant weapon has been a strategy that they've had. the The problem is in Cloak of Shadows and it's in Garot. It's in Guild Trader. I don't know that I want to nerf Swinetusk Shank. I think Swinetusk Shank is a cool design. It gives Rogue something interesting to do. Um and it's like an aggressive strategy and I'm completely fine with that. It's the fact that you 
can't interact with the rogue um, due to multiple cards. And it's just like, well, you know, that's where it becomes frustrating. So I don't think Swine to Shank should be nerfed, but, you know, that's just me thinking about it, so... I do. I do not think swine sh- swine tusk shank should be nerfed either. I I do th- like the uh, the archetype of a weapon uh, rogue, and and I and I I frankly think classes that have a weapon that they can buff up. I I am fine with them doing that. They just need to have weakness, and they need to be able to still be able to be killed. Disp- if you target them, like there are. You can play Rust Rot Viper right now. You can you can kill a a Swine Tusk Shank and they can still kill you. But it's not the Shank that's doing it. It is Garotz, it is Guild Trader, it is the 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 stall with Cloak of Shadows and Shadowcrafter Scabs. Though those sorts of things. The I'm fine I'm fine with a with weapons that can get bigger. I, I and you're devoting a lot of your deck to that when you do that and and if that's what you want to do, uh there are counters for it and so I feel like there that that's, you know, something that doesn't need to be nerfed. So I would I would not nerf it. I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I've seen like games where the swine tusk shank gets broken and rogue still able to push over 45 damage. Yep. yep At the yep. end of the game, which for them is turn 8, like yeah. they're through their deck on turn 8 and they're able to push like 45-50 damage without the weapon. Doesn't seem like the weapon's the problem at that point yeah, in time. No, no, no. Let's move on to the first hero card that we're going to talk about tonight. It is Shadow Crafter Scabs. Yeah. You nerf this? Yeah. Yeah, you nerf it. Like, I would honestly consider, like, A, knocking him out to 8 mana, and B, making either his hero power cost 1, or reducing the cost by 1. Um... Probably making the hero power cost one, <laughs> um, because it's a free hero power that gives you minus two to any card you play after it. Like the hero power is nuts, and the fact that like the problem is you can go Coca uh, Shadows, Coca Shadows, Shadowcrafter Scabs, I kill you. Like that is the rogue formula is like. Build up the weapon, build up the weapon, draw my deck, Coca Shadows, Coca Shadows, Shadowcrafter Scab, you're dead. It's a real yeah. problem where you can't interact and you putting stuff on the board all of a sudden doesn't matter because you get to clear it. Literally anything gets cleared unless your opponent has like a full hand and there's a death rattle. <laughs> like everything goes. I, you know, I've been a huge proponent of this card since we first saw it. I've said this is one of the most, if not the most powerful hero card that, that we had in the, in this, in this set. I, I, I love the card, but it is, it is bustedly powerful. And, and I do think it needs to go to eight mana. I mean, if Brucon 
and what that card can do costs eight mana i don't understand how this card can be seven mana it just to me feels like there is that it, it's just miscosted and at the very least it should get cost corrected so that it it makes more sense to me i i don't know if i would want to do anything else beyond that um but i would start there and see how things work as a result of that change so i would nerf this i would make it eight mana it's still really powerful for for that mana cost and the hero power afterwards is still ridiculous but this would be something to try and make that a little bit more difficult to fit in um that plus doing something else in a in a turn when you play it which uh tends to be <laughs> really difficult to deal with if if they're able to play this and develop on top of the four twos that are on the board so i was just thinking about it it should be nine make it the Valer shadow valir the death knight valira make it the same cost as that because it's a six mana vanish five armor two four fours and minus two on your next card like Nine nine is a steal. Nine mana for all of that is a steal. And this thing costs seven. It, it it probably is, but I I feel like a lot of people would move away from it if it's at nine. And so I don't I don't I, I wanna like, make an I I wanna do the, the Encanters flow small change and see if it's still as busted and and difficult to deal with as it as it as it is was so it just seven. just just bear with me just bear with me for a second while we walk through this real quick six mana gets you the vanish um if you're looking at historically I, I, one man one man let, let me it. wait wait let me finish one mana five armor so we'll go with the iron hide from warrior so we're mm -hmm. at eight we're at seven uh, mm -hmm. minus two on your next card. So we're at, we're at, uh, 10 or we're at nine and then we're at, uh, so nine. The jungle so, Panthers. So yeah, six more so mana. Six for the... So we're at 15 mana. This yeah, no, thing could cost 10 <laughs> and it's still, you're coming out five mana ahead on this. I get like, it. I get it. I get it. And it's, and it's two mana every turn for the rest of the game. I exactly. get it. I, I get it. I just I, don't want to lose my scabs just yet. I don't want to lose it just yet. So there, the, that's, that's totally fair. Me. That's fair. I, I, that's, I, I, I'd be okay with them nerfing it to eight, but I, I would, it, if that's that not enough. That might not be where it is. Yeah. yeah it might exactly. not be where it ends. I, I'm just saying for now, nerf it, nerf it to eight and we'll see where things will fall after that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right, let's move to Druid. Frost Saber Matriarch. That is the... So it starts out at seven mana, if I remember right. Correct? Yes, yes. It starts off at seven, and every beast you yes. summon, Se it costs one less. Yeah, seven mana, four, five beast with taunt costs one less for each beast you've summoned this game. So do do, do would you nerf this? I uh, I like I would like a nerf on this. I don't know where you take it, and um, I might even you know what actually, I think it's the next card that is my problem, and not this card. So I I could see people wanting it nerfed. I think the. 
The next card is the my problem here with it. And Frost Saber is being abused with the next card. I think you all know what we're talking about before we, <laughs> we get there. So I, I'm okay I will with agree it. with you. I do I do not think Frost Saber Matriarch needs to be nerfed. I think it's a good payoff for paying beasts. You make it any more expensive, people aren't gonna play beasts. Now, should they nerf the Oracle of a Loon? Yes. That is the three yes. mana minion that says after you play a minion that costs two or less, summon a copy of it. Yeah, definitely. I like that should be a, a battle cry, or it should go down and be a two-two, or it should cost like the problem is a two-four on turn three is ridiculous to deal with, and like the fact if that stays on the board, like it, it just piles up, and then you can arbor up, and then all of a sudden you have like umbra owls getting reduced costs down to two or less, and then you're getting two, four, four rushers, you're getting two, four, five, uh, because of uh, all these other synergies that are going on. Like, I feel like Oracle of a Loon has been a problem for some time. Uh, duplicating stuff on the board is really powerful. And like the fact that Frost Saber is now there is pushing it over what I consider fair. And if we're going to be, um, going after some all of these other stuff, we we have to be very conscious about everything across the board, or we're going to create problems. So I feel like Oracle of Alu needs to be hit. I think you're probably right. I think I think that like I think I what I would do is I would leave the mana cost at three because I think it's kind of a. Uh, the mana cost at three gives it makes it a little bit difficult to kind of work in very early but i would change the stats of the card uh in so far as i would make sure that it only had three health um just so that it's a lot easier to kill because that difference between three and four health i think makes makes a difference i would make this just a three mana three three and 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 go from there i think it'd be a little bit more difficult to to keep alive especially if you're trying to play it on curve um the i i'm not sure what you about the summon a copy part of it it, it that definitely feels really powerful when they're playing it on turn like six or seven and then proceed to play a, a whole bunch of like the matriarchs or the umbral owls or e even the, the 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 druid of the reef just getting two druid of the reefs yeah. for one mana when you could when they could be three ones with rush tend tend to go a long way towards evening out the board state if you're behind so and, I don't and know by the, by the way those root druid of the reefs count as summoning two beasts yeah which was yeah, the frost saber chief so that's where my my issue is, and I feel like if you make that, it, it, because Oracle Loon is really hard to touch on curve if there's something in the way, like, but if you're able to touch it with spells, like a 2-4 is damn near impossible to, to, to really easily deal if you're not ahead on the board on turn three. So I feel like if you're able to hit it 
like with solar or lunar eclipse or like any one like uh brain freeze or something like that like it becomes a much more reasonable risk yeah yeah so i'm not a hundred percent sure like i think this i i'm not a hundred percent sure this gets nerfed this time and and so I'm not I I don't I I'm not sure I go in on all this, but I think I think it's a <laughs> card that probably should get addressed at some point. Um, but we 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 shall see if that if that's this time or not. And, and like I said, if I was to make a change to it, I would make sure that its health was only three, so that it could be much more easily killed. The, the next card is the other hero card we're going to talk about during this session, which is Wild Heart Guff. This card is ridiculously good. Yeah. And I think, I think post-balance changes, if this card isn't changed, this card might end up being the next big bad that we're talking about. Would you nerf this? Yeah, I would probably take it up to seven. Because the fact is, you can... And I've seen it plenty of times be coined and lightning bloomed out on turn two. You can play this <laughs> yeah. card on turn two. Um, and that's a problem. Or on turn three, like that's a little bit too soon. So it needs to be pushed back at least one mana, I feel. It's just it's just too soon. And I think they've been pretty clear about slowing things down. And Wildheart is just too fast. I This card is really powerful. And it is the cheapest of the hero cards. I, I, I am really surprised. I, I guess because it doesn't necessarily do something immediately impactful to the board. That that's why the, this card costs five as opposed to some of the other heroes that do cost six. Um, I, I definitely think it should cost more than it does. And I, if you look at the, the decks where this card is in it, it's usually about 10% higher, higher uh, you know, win rate than the next card on the the next most powerful card in the list, which is usually Wild Growth. I mean, the fact that the Wild Growth has been the most powerful card in Druid for a long for for basically since it's been in standard for the most part. Um I I think this card is is dangerously close to being in that territory. I don't know if they actually change it with these set of balance changes, but if you were looking to try and make sure that it's not the 800 pound gorilla after balance changes are occurring if you want to be preemptive this card probably should cost more than it currently does so that mm -hmm. would be that would i don't know if it's six i don't know if it's seven but i definitely think it should probably be more what about resizing pouch that is the uh it's one mana yeah and it gives you a spell with your the rest of your mana yeah the remaining cost of your yeah my my problem with it is wild heart guff all of a sudden you go over 10 mana and it only goes up to 10 drops the pool of 10 drops is so small that you can const can you can reliably pull um one of the you know one of the like 
game ending legendaries like Yasharaj or a another um Yaxaran and it's just like it becomes that card becomes ridiculously like not fun to play against where it's like, oh, you Yasharaj me last turn, but now you have thirteen mana, you play that and I get Yasharaj again or uh you played your you played your um uh Yasharaj, I, I meant Yaxaran, but you, you play your Yasharaj Okay, I think you're done. You play Resizing Pouch. You get double the Corrupted cards back because you played them again. So, like, that's, like, six um, amulets. Moon Touch amulets. And that's, like, a lot of damage. That's 24 yeah. damage and, you know, uh, 36 armor. like Or uh, 42 armor, excuse me. Like... That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous, and the pool is so small. I don't know how you fix it, but like the fact that I've seen decks rely on that as their win con, I think that's a problem. I I don't. I I feel like the card definitely is powerful, but the potential for missing the thing that you're looking for is high enough that it's not consistent enough that it necessarily needs a a, a some kind of balance change to make it to make it cost so i i feel like i i don't want to nuke the card like if you up this to two mana i it never sees play because it just costs too much to potentially do something with it. I I understand and can see how powerful the card potentially is, especially if you end up hitting the cards. You know, the if you're if you're going for a certain card and you hit it, you could potentially really get uh, a lot of value out of it. But I think there's enough because you're only discovering three options and you have to manipulate your. Your, your your left mana potentially to ensure that you're getting from the right pool of cards that that it does require a little bit of skill and and it isn't as reliable as some other things are so I would not touch that card at this time let's move to shaman wild paw cavern that is that is the uh, object the new objective card for shaman. It is four mana, and it gives you a three-four stag that freezes uh, when it, when it attacks. Would you nerf this card? I would just a little bit because you can play this card on turn one. I feel like they should be three threes, and that's really the only thing I would change about it. At the end of your turn, summon a three-four elemental that freezes. Last three yeah. turns, I think it, it, it's it's this is a really powerful card, and like you said, it can get out way way earlier than I think it's intended to be played. Uh, but that nece- that isn't necessarily the sins of this particular card. I think the I think we easily could have a discussion about whether Lightning Bloom needs to be uh, needs to be nerfed or not. <laughs> but so uh, I'd love to see the minions be three threes as opposed to three fours. I think that would make a huge difference. 
I don't think this is a card that gets nerfed right now with this next set of balance changes, but I think this par card is powerful enough that it, at some point it could potentially get nerfed. And I and I and I don't think I would change the mana cost necessarily. I think I would look at the the size of the minions uh, that it creates. So yeah. Um, let, let's let's try and speed round through the last few of them here. We've yep. got some we've got some warrior cards. Uh, Defias Cannoneer is the first one. Uh, yeah, that card's the a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is the three mana three three pirate that says after after you uh, after your hero attacks deal two damage to a random enemy twice. Yeah, so that, two it, two mana shots. Two damage. Yeah, shots. it's the same effect as the Juggernaut. So like, that's a. You can kill it, but it just feels it. It gives def or pirate warrior perhaps a little too much power. So I say nerf it. I think it's gonna get hit. If there's a card that gets hit from warrior, I think this is the card, and I think it does the two damage once as opposed to doing it twice. That that would be the would be the change I would I would expect uh, would expect to see. So I I don't I I'm gonna go on a limb and say I think Defias Cannoneer does get nerfed in this upcoming patch and and that would be how I would nerf it I think the three three uh, health on this um, makes it that easier to kill uh, like we were talking about with Oracle Valoon as well as the Wild Paw Cavern and so I it already is easy enough to kill it's just the problem is it gets to potentially wipe your board before before you get a chance to kill it so that is definitely um definitely a problem the other the other warrior card is storm wind freebooter that is the three mana three four pirate that says battle cry give your hero plus two attack this turn would you nerf that <sighs> If you hit the cannoneer, no. Like I think it's I think it's okay. Like it's a three four. It's strong, but I don't think it does the damage that the defies cannoneer does. Like I feel like that is a fair port play in an aggressive deck. So I'm fine with freebooter staying where it is. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to to leave the freebooter where it is. I I don't I don't want all of Warrior's minions to be susceptible for exactly. easy removal. Yeah, and this the yeah this is the card card you want to play on three usually uh, when you're playing Pirate Warrior because it is difficult and you might two for one with it. And I and I'd like to I'd like to see the them leave at least one of those kind of cards in there. Uh, in addition to say something like the, oh God, I forgot what the card is called. The, the, the sword eater that, you know, yeah. is there specifically for defensive purposes. So, uh, doggy biscuit, that is a hunter hunter card. It is a two mana buff, uh, that gives plus two, a plus minion three. plus two plus three, or it can be traded and then it gives a, a random minion rush. Would you nerf this? Yeah, I think with balance changes coming in, if you don't touch Doggy Biscuit or something in Hunter, and I think Doggy Biscuit is the um, the uh, the card that snowballs, like that Doggy Biscuit into Ramming Mount. But the fact that Doggy Biscuit can proc great trades, 
can really do so much, uh, especially with like Arcane Anomaly, you know, Intrepid Initiate, like those cards, like it's just, it's too good. Something needs to happen to Doggy Biscuit. I would nerf. I had not considered this to be a, a nerf candidate, but I, I could definitely see it having played a bunch of, uh, of face hunter. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I don't know if this gets nerfed with this ballot with this set of balance changes, but I definitely could see the concern there. And, and it's probably the, 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 the additional, health that it gives the plus three health as opposed to yeah plus two plus two um is is what i would look at changing if i was looking to change it but i i don't know i don't know if this is going to get changed or not and i don't know that i would take the change right now uh just as a preemptive measure uh, let's go to two neutral cards to round this out. It is Mr. Smite is the first one. That card has been talked about for being nerfed for quite quite some time. That is the six mana six five pirate with charge that gives your other pirates charge. Would you nerf this? No. I think I think once you once you hit Thief Rogue and bring it more into line. Uh, Mr. Smite becomes just a good card. Like, no one was talking about nerfing Smite before the... Someone probably was, but there wasn't a major talk about nerfing Mr. Smite before the set came out. And I feel like he dropped off for a while. Um, It's just now that Rogue is back and doing its thing and Edwin... I think we could leave Mr. Smite alone and he'll be fine. Yeah, it's whether or not you think the your pirates, your other pirates having charge, whether or not that's too powerful. I don't think the six mana six five part of it and that that minion has charge is really necessarily the problem. It's it's whether or not the giving other pirates charge is a problem. I I, I like this card as a potential finisher, and so I'm not inclined to want to change it. And I think if you make some other changes in warrior then it's not as big a deal and and it's not i i i want that i want mr smite to remain a finisher so i'm inclined not to do anything with mr smite now i feel like there's a lot less people talking about this card needing to be a nerf now than they were you know during during right after it was introduced yeah, uh exactly. with the dead mines with the with the dead mines set so Final card is a card uh, we talked a little bit about last week. It is Guild Trader. It is the four mana three four that gives plus two spell damage, and is tradable. Nerf it. Nerf <laughs> I was gonna it. say. Yeah, I think yeah. I know your answer on this. Yeah, it was already. I feel like it's just too universally good. It it's allows too many shenanigans. Like just because. You know, um, Moarg went up. That's the only reason you're not seeing OTK um, Demon Hunter anymore. And this was a vital card in it. Like, just the card draw you can get because of Guild Trader being tradable. It's just such a ideal card for burn just because you just rotate it when you don't want it. And then you play it when you do. So, yeah, I think something needs to happen to this card. Yeah, I, I think 
two plus two spell damage is the is the part that needs to be looked at with this with this particular card i think if you you could go a long way towards reducing the effectiveness of weapon rogue if this has only one spell damage on it and um but still allows for potential reach uh in the in the neutrals um for spell for spells so i i would also um make make this change as well i i wasn't he wasn't this card wasn't on my radar to be nerfed a couple weeks ago uh but you brian kibler among others have 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 shown me the light and i i do think kill trader does need to get nerfed at this point so and to, and to be fair, I, real quick, I am not going to take credit for that. I am pretty sure after you mentioned that, I, I'm i sure that was uh, something he mentioned on his stream and put it in my brain. So I did not come up with that on my own. That was a Brian Kibler influence. So, But I, I thought about it a lot and I gr agreed with it a lot. So that's where I why I brought it up. All right, so real quick, how many cards of this list do you have nerfed? I I counted it and I have seven cards getting nerfed uh, from this list that we talked. One about. second. That's a lot, by the thirteen, way. Thirteen. I have thirteen. <laughs> you have thirteen. I, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, so that is that is uh, that is the main topic for this week. Our poll question for this week: We want to know from you how many cards do you think will be affected by the standard slash wild balance changes that are coming? Uh, since some of them, uh, you know, typically we only talk about standard, but obviously standard um, uh, wild cards or wild. Changes that are made specifically for wild may have an impact on standard as well, depending on what cards actually get affected. So we would just we want to ask you how many cards are going to get touched, and we're talking about not just nerfs but uh, buffs as well, because we're talking about balance changes. So is it one to three? Is it four or five? Is it six or seven? Or is it eight or more cards that you think will be affected by the balance changes? Just a reminder. With the patch 22.0.2, the last set of balance changes that we had, we had 13 cards that were changed. So that's something to think about when you're trying to pick uh, or give us your answer for this week's poll question. Please vote. Let us know what you think, and we'll talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Follow our top pin tweet to take us take you to the Dr3 Discord. And you can find me on Twitter at DaringAlkline and at Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DaringAlkline. Dragon Rider, you can find her at uh, Donnie DK on Twitter, twitch.tv forward slash Dragon Rider DK, um, and uh, her YouTube channel about uh, mindset and uh, growing as a content creator is Dawning Growth. So check that out as well. And Mage, can you take us home? Where you can find me talking about Hearthstone, DD, &D, and other games I'm playing at Mage of Death. And a uh, new podcast talking about Moon Knight is Phases of the Phases of the Moon Knight. We just released episode three this week, and we had the trailer 
the new the the trailer for the TV series March 30th is when that is coming out and so we geek out all about that uh as well with a special bonus episode that's coming out tomorrow so please if you're interested at all in superheroes marvel uh or moon knight specifically you can follow us on twitter at phases of mk awesome thank you guys uh dragon rider get well we missed you this week um and as always you've been listening to dr three Nerf this bomb. Boom.